of Life Progressive Podcast. Sincere Hogan, that's me, my man Mike Mahler on the line. Look, man, this show is is like, I don't know, man, it's like a flashback time machine for me. Yeah. So, you know, we, I've talked about my story many times, you know, where I came from before I got on the podcast and all that. Hot, hot tub, hot tub time machine? No. <laughs> no, I'm not. We don't want to hear those kind of I'm, stories. No, today, we don't but... want those type of stories. No. <laughs> Even though in the music industry there are some hot tub time machine moments going on that we don't want to talk about. So oh, I read I read Tommy Lee's book. I know what yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> so yeah, man. So like I said, we're about to go back and it, what what I guess today, man. This is what threw me off. What, this is what threw me off. Now he's known by a certain name now, but back in the days when I was younger, man, and in college radio. Knew him by another name, and I just put two and two together. Actually, when I looked on Facebook, we had a few mutual friends, and now, you know, just before we started recording this, we were talking. It hit me. I'm like, I know who the hell this is. It's freaking <laughs> Mick, Mickey Benson on the line right here, but AKA <laughs> Mick Benzo. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, uh, I actually found out about Mick because I'm a big fan of the podcast he does with Ice T, Ice mm-hmm. T Final Level Podcast, which is a great show. So definitely check that one out, folks. They've had some incredible guests. They had Jamie Josta on last time. They've had James Altucher. That's how I found out about James Altucher, and that's how we got to connect with Claudia Altucher exactly. last month to come on our show. So they do a great job over there. And it's going to be really interesting to talk to him because he has such vast experience in the music business. So we're going to get into that. Mick, how you doing? We have Mick Benzo on the show today. Oh, man, a.k.a. Mickey Benson. You know what I mean? Been doing this. <laughs> Been doing this thing for a couple of years, man. You know, so that's why when my guy over there, better known as Sincere Hogan, not Hulk Hogan, Sincere Hogan <laughs> says, I can't find that no Mick Benzo. No, Mick Benzo's an air personality. Mickey Benson is pay up management. Ah, uh, <laughs> see. So I can put like this. There was there was a there was a time in history where, where Mick Benson was kind of connected to some of the checks I was receiving back in the day, too. So yeah. <laughs> for some of the folks that I was working for back then, you know, my man Brian Sampson, Big Paul, you know, when it was yeah. back in the Warner Brother days, man, and working uh, Ice T's records, something for the people, people like that, man. So yeah, I'm taking it back. Wow. <laughs> Let's get into how this whole thing started for you, yeah. Mick. How did you, how did you get into the whole music business? Well, I, I'm from the New York City, the Bronx, better known as Bronx River Houses. Um, my brother Grandmaster Melly Mel was rapping, him and uh, my brother Kid Creole. I was unaware that they were actually my brothers for a long time, and then come to find out that we are blood brothers. Grandmaster Melly mm-hmm. Mel, known as Melvin Glover, better known as Muscle Simmons, and Kid Creole, Nathaniel. So... I'm running with Africa Bambata because we started off in New York City. I don't know if anybody knows, but it was real bad times. It was actually Fort Apache, man. Burnt down buildings. Yeah. It was really nothing to do but be around other cliques. And they were gangs, not gang bangers. We were in gangs, mm. you know. And Africa Bambata decided one day, he says, you know, I'm going to play some music. And I'm going to see if these guys from across the bridge come over here. I said, man, they're not going to come over here. They know they come over here. It's going to be some problems. He said, no, no, no. <laughs> music. Music cools the savage beast, man. I'm like, okay, well, let's see. We're going to find out. We're going to see if this works. <laughs> and, and, and Africa Bambada decided to play records, and people from other neighborhoods actually came to Bronx River Houses and were dancing with our girls, and we were having a good time. And I'm like, wow, this music does smooth cool the savage beast. A couple yeah. of years later, couple of years later, I'm still, you know, being a tough guy or thinking I'm being a tough guy. And this guy named Africa Islam, the Prince of Charm, mm-hmm. the son of Bambada, brings a guy named Ice-T from Los Angeles, California, <laughs> saying, yo, man, this guy can rap. He's one of the best rappers. And we're like, one of the best rappers? Oh, y'all need to check him out. He's in this movie called Breaking. We go to the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see a light-skinned guy with, with fucking spikes on his arm. We're like, oh, no. If that's the best they got, they ain't got shit. <laughs> yeah, Sincere, weren't you in that movie, too? Uh, no. Shit, we do. So then, so then, after a while, you know... I, I learned to like this guy. He's like, yo, he's real cool. And he was always laid back. He's like, yo, man, you know what? You you be my connection in, in New York, man. Because when I come through, I know you know everybody. You with the Universal Zulu Nation or Africa Bambada. And, yo, you know a lot of people. I think, you know, we can rock together. And we started rocking. 30 years ago, I met Ice-T, man. And I've been in the music for 40 years. So we're actually 10 years older than Ice-T in the music game. You know, yeah. so... I mean, you know, music was uh, destined to be something because it takes us from the ghetto. It takes us on trips and we never had no college degrees. So as you can see, half the guys that are doing rapping today ain't got no goddamn college education. 
Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, definitely. They got a street education, if anything, man. And for those of you that who are not well versed in the history of hip hop, you know, when he speaks of African Bambata, man, this is the guy that brought pretty much he is like the godfather of hip hop. I mean, this started back like in the mid 70s. So this is I mean, not this is not something that just came out, you know, back no, in the sincere, 90s or something like that. You know, sincere, we're, we're, we're pretty fair with this thing. Africa Bambata is one of the gods. Exactly. So, yes. Then you got Cool Herc. Cool Herc. Can't you, leave him out. And you, got, and you got Grandmaster Flash. We all must share that same platform because yeah. we all have started, I would say, maybe a month after each other. So, But as Africa Bambada made it a culture, meaning we gave it a name. There was no name for the music we were playing. There was no genre of music in your music chart. There wasn't any. So hip-hop was birthed from the Bronx, New York City. And Africa Bambata gave it a name and a culture, which is breakdancing, graffiti, graffiti MCing, DJing. Right. Yep. And the fifth actually is knowledge, because mm-hmm. we had to add an element to it that makes you want to go back to your roots. Because if anybody's talking hip hop, you're talking African music, right. the beats by the drums. You know what I mean? But unfortunately, the guys that are rapping Day, that's all they doing. Yeah, I was about to say that. I was say that, that fifth to... element is kind of missing these days. You know, it's right. Just, they, they, and in fact, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a nice little plan right there to remove that fifth element because if there, if there is that knowledge right there, then these artists will realize. You know, I use some, I use that word artist sometimes a little loosely. They'll realize just how much power they have, and they don't have to rely so much on these record labels to pimp them out like they're doing. And I mean, I, I find it funny that even in today, it's 2014. And I still I run into friends who still in the industry, man. And, yeah, you know, I tell them you know, I'm doing something different, whatever. But I ask them what's going on with them. They're still shopping for record deals. I'm like, why are you still shopping for a record deal in 2014? Do you not have a computer? Do you not have a microphone at home? I mean, do you not? Can you not get some stuff from like, I don't know, like. Some- well, that, that brings <laughs> up an interesting point, Sincere, because Body Count has a record deal with Sumerian. And I remember James Altucher asked, asked Ice-T and Mick, why don't you guys just do all this stuff on your own? So that's a good question, Mick. Why don't you guys just do all this stuff on well, your own? Well, you got to remember, uh, just as my brother Sincere Hogan is stating, we have the Internet, which is WWW, meaning World Wide Web. We can touch any state, any country, any city. But if you don't have that marketing dollar behind you and have a machine that can help you get hypothetically, we're going to use a name and don't mean to throw out names. If I got Jay-Z signed on my label Mm -hmm. and I put out Sincere Hogan and I tell you, if you don't play his record, then we're not going to give you Jay-Z record. What are you going to do? You're going to play fucking (laughs) Sincere's record because you want to hear the Jay-Z record on your radio. Correct. Which is kind of what he did with Kanye in the beginning. Not, not only that, not only that, in the old days, which is still consists of, we call it payola. payola. You, call, yeah. you call it a gift. <laughs> if, in fact, you want to take your wife to the goddamn Bahamas, and, I am at, <laughs> and I'm at Atlantic Records, and you don't play this Fat Joe record, guess what? I won't give you a ticket so you can go to the Bahamas. See, they still, <laughs> yeah. they yeah. still do tricks like that. Yes, they do. Don't, yes, believe, they do. <laughs> don't believe that they're not doing tricks. Right. So you're not, not, not going to get in. You're not going to be in the game as a main player, basically, is what you're saying. You're not going to get on the Mayhem Fest like Body Count did recently. If you try to come at it independently, you need that big label support to get no, you into no, the game. No, no, I, I didn't say. Yes, you can get on the Mayhem Fest if you got a strong enough record. Yeah. And the... And the, and the uh, attention is or focus on your record from the internet to the YouTube because YouTube is your BET, YouTube right, right. is your VH1, YouTube mm-hmm. is your MTV. But again, if you don't have the marketing dollars, sir, right. that's the point. Okay. Will you be will you be able to sustain ten markets today by putting your posters, your billboards, and doing interviews in those ten markets if you're independent? No. Right have right. to micro market you have to work your market in order to grow so it's going to take you a little bit longer but don't think you can't do it yes labels still have the damn power of marketing dollar they right. put their money up. they give you the loan sir yeah, are you that's all it is you're going to give me a loan to promote in 20 cities today yeah. no so that's why it's harder and that's why some of the artists are looking for deals but the point about that is we allowed enough of this bullshit on TV. They call it 
American talent, American yeah. idol. Yeah, American yeah, yeah, yeah. The voice. Now you, now you think you got to get on one of those reality shows in order to get recognized. There's right. plenty of talented kids standing on the corner right now yeah. as they're listening to our podcast. They homies out there, he's mm -hmm. either spitting some rhyme or he's singing his ass off. He has no connection. Right. That's the problem. Yeah. Got to have connection. Now, you know, now even, even in that, our industry, it's like that, too. Yeah. Don't I'm you think, but though, with social media, though, I mean, yeah, just like you mentioned, it's going to take a little longer. But when they don't have that connection, I mean, again, they have these tools here at, at their feet now. They can get on social media. And, and I see what I see a lot of times, Mick, where they, they go about it the wrong way. So let's just say right now, if you post something on Twitter all of a sudden or you post something on Instagram, let's just say you talk about one of your guests on the show. I'm always seeing cats jumping in on the comment section like, hey, Mick, you know, good post. Hey, man, make sure you come check out. Why don't you go to my website and check out my record? So, again, it's about the way they do it. It's, so it's almost like spam. So do you think there's like there a way? Is there an outlet out there for them to learn this on their own, learn how to market on their own without having to sit there and worry about the big machine? Because there's some that don't want to be. Sell, they don't want to sell a million records right off the bat because, again, that's, that's a lot of pressure. Let's just say you hit, well, just say that first record you drop, you make a million. I mean, you sell a million of them, then guess what? That next album comes out, guess what? All eyes on you. Can you do it again? And I think a lot of cats suddenly realize like that's a lot of pressure. It's, it's usually better to kind of bleed yourself in there. But, again. Well, Mike, well, Mike Muller and Sincere Hogan, you got to remember this, man. There are independent internet um companies out here mm -hmm. I, I want i don't want to throw a name out because i don't <clears> think that's fair but i'm gonna do it anyway empire, <laughs> distribution, empire <laughs> distribution that handles pay up records do the same goddamn thing mm -hmm. that atlantic records do same thing that interscope do because nobody's going in the goddamn store no more buying your record nah, right i don't know one person that goes in the store <laughs> And says, yo, I picked up this new CD. It's very few and far. <laughs> right. now, right. that the, now that the internet, where you can get Empire Distribution, that's my distribution company with Pay Up Records, we do the same exact thing that Interscope and Atlantic Records do. Mm. We flood the market on the internet circuit of all internet stores to buy your product. So you can do it. You just remember the words I said earlier. Mm. You have no connections to do it. You can't walk in and say, yo, I want to I want to get on Empire Distribution. It doesn't work that way. You have to have some kind of connection. Right. Yeah. Pay up records. Mickey Benson does that. And I give people an opportunity to promote themselves. But once they do that, they feel that they're stars already. And then they don't promote anymore. Right. 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 There it is. Right. right there. Oh, I got a deal. I got a deal. I'm on Empire <laughs> Distribution. Yo, check out my new record. <laughs> they don't go out and put the fucking footwork in, man. Right. Put the no. footwork in. Work. Work five markets in front of you and five markets in the back of you so that you can get your ground together. Get your ground together first and foremost. Why are you telling me you can do this and do that, but you can't even hear your record in your own neighborhood radio station? Why? Because you don't take the time to go stand there and right. wait for that DJ. Actually right. play it. Exactly. A lot of people feel entitled. They have a moderate level of success, and then they think the big success is just going to come by default. And that just doesn't happen. So sometimes a small amount of success ruin it prevents people from a bigger amount of success because now they feel entitled and they stop working. Ice T worked real hard, man. Yeah. It still does. That, <laughs> when he did that record on um, Warner Brothers label for Body Count, mm -hmm. the Cop Killer album. Yeah. Yep. You know, he didn't get dropped off of Warner Brothers. Let's get that straight. Right. He asked to be released because they were getting a lot of flack. But that did not stop Ice T for continuing to push. Yes, it definitely condemned him for three years, maybe four years, maybe even five, but yeah. that didn't make him lay down and say, you know what, I'm not gonna keep trying to do what I do because once you have a voice, if you would have written a book, guess what? If Martin Luther King Jr. would have made a record, that record would have been able to get in 52 states in one day. Martin Luther King wrote books Malcolm S wrote books. So if you want to keep information from people, put it in a goddamn yeah. book. Only a few yeah. people are going to hear it. <laughs> exactly. But having yeah. a voice, the reason I'm saying that is because, as Sincere said earlier, having a voice on the record makes you so much powerful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you understand the power that your voice have when people hear it and say, oh, my God, I didn't know they were living like, oh, my God, this is great. That's what the West Coast did. It woke right. up people. 
on the east because we didn't know what was happening on the west. Right. The west coast right. is our cousins of hip hop. They were the second people to come out. We are the mm -hmm. family and they are our cousins. The west coast proved <clears throat> there was a different sound of music and they wasn't partying all the day. What they were doing was giving you reality rhyming reality telling you about the abuse oh man that's hardcore rap why they got to say fucking bitches and everything because <laughs> they were players and pimps right right well I mean, this is a question for both you guys actually when did this whole trend start changing because i grew up in probably the second or third golden era of rap public enemy and ice t and ice cube when was when was the when did the trend start turning towards what's out now which is a large part garbage we can't oh, say man. it's garbage, Mike. No, no, no. Let me say this, Sincere. You can't say what is going on is garbage. We have not all of it. Yeah. Listen <laughs> to us. We have yeah. we have became our parents. That's what happened. Yeah. We got a little older, and now that the younger ones are doing it, we like, oh, what the hell are they doing? Basically, they're doing the same thing. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> they're doing the same thing that we were doing, but we're not accepting it. But if I said if we don't accept <clears throat> and reject, there would be no hip hop on the air at all. I respect mm -hmm. all that they're doing. I just want them to tone it down a little bit and get a little more conscious coming right. in. Yeah, can, yeah. We get a, can we get a common? Can we can get we a common? Can we get a Talib, you know, more Talib Kualis out there, you know? Can we get an X-Clan? Can we get yes. an Africa Pambata? Can we get a Chuck D? We got enough of ice teas and ice cubes out there, okay? Right. We got enough of those. Let's change it up. Because what y'all doing is y'all keeping the music alive, but you're killing it at the same time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'll speak on that too. Like, make the same. I feel the same way. It's like I've t I was talking to my son, you know, and he was saying, you know, there's certain artists he comes out with now. I'm like, dude, who is that? Yeah, I said, but the thing is, I told myself, but you know what's funny? I told myself, it's funny because at the same time, when I would say something about X Clan or something like that, my dad was like, who, what are you saying to me right now? But then I would play the music and he was like, oh, okay. Now, you know, he said, you know what that, that song is that they're using in the background, right? So that's where we had that connection was through the samples. So my thing is, I think what'll really help is the fact, I think what's really hurting what's going on now, just like you said, they need to tone it down a bit, is the fact that us, who our generation that have become the parents now are truly separating ourselves from what the kids are putting out now. Whereas when we were coming out, when we were younger in their age and listened to this music, we had a connection with our parents because they could hear these samples and like, oh, that's they, oh, they, they use so-and-so. Oh, they're using Marvin Gaye in the background. Okay, Scarface is using that. Okay, I don't know who Scarface is, but I know that's Marvin Gaye that he's sampling right there. And then, then you got that connection. Then you hear that anger that Scarface is talking about and how the ghetto's all bad while he's rapping over, over Marvin Gaye. And guess what? That same song, your parents can tell you, like, during the 60s when that song came out, it was, they were going through the same stuff. So you had that connection, like, look, times have not changed. It's just the same crap, different toilet. Our generation now is just really separate. Like, man, why y'all listen to that garbage? Why you listen to that mess? So that's not, they're not even talking about anything. You know? Once again, once again, the new artists that are out here that they call themselves rappers need to reach back to hip hop right. and show some of the hip hop artists such as the Ice Cubes, the Ice T's, the Melly Mel's, <clears> the <throat> Curtis Blows, the Big Daddy Kane, the Biz Marquis, the Coogee Raps, the MC Shans, the Yo-Yo's, the Yo-Yo's, the, the Master Ace, the Lord Finesse's. Go and work with them. Yep. Let your sound be official hip hop and not just rap. They are not dead. They are still here. They are not work. walking on. They're not walking on crutches. They're not in wheelchairs. We gave you something to work with. What you need to do is reach back to what hip hop has given you, and work with some of these brothers that are still alive and still willing and able to get on a track with you. You're excluding us because you're afraid we're going to embarrass you. How about that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tim, I don't know. You know, I just, I don't know if a little Wayne would feel great having a KRS-One on his track. I mean, there's, you got you to gotta, you gotta go into the game, go in the studio and humble yourself and know that he's going to rip it. He's going to rip it. But guess what? It doesn't hurt you. That helps you. And Mike and I talk about that reciprocity all the time. How in, in our industry, like in the fitness industry, how people just want to take, take, take. And they don't want to bring you on to anything they're doing because they're afraid you're going to take away from their business. And well, I, there's a I, scarcity mindset, exactly. right? There's, a, there's the attitude of, well, if I buy Sincere's DVD, then I'm not going to buy Mike's DVD. Or if I buy Mike's testosterone booster, <clears> then I'm not going to buy this. And that's not that's not the reality. And I, I think both Mick and Ice-T talked about that on one of their shows where just yeah. because someone's buying a body count record doesn't mean they're not going to go buy a hate breed record exactly. or go buy a public enemy record or exactly. something else. 
So, yeah, that's the thing about it. Like I said, it's that scarcity thing going on right there. And, hell, I even see it with the rappers that are out today, even just with that one track of that big thing that was going on when Kendrick Lamar came in and just killed, I think it was Drake's track or whatever. You know, so I'm just like, so they, they have that problem amongst their own generation. So it's even harder to even think they're going to bring in some of the greatest of all time that opened the door and paved the way for them to come on, come along. Because let me tell you, dude, like you said, these guys, these ladies and these guys are not on crutches. They're not dead. That last track that Chuck D just did with Mavis Staples. Again, there's a bridge in the gap. Again, two different generations right there. Yet the song is still relevant. It's relevant and it's still right now with the times as far as the sound of music now. But you had that knowledge right there. And it was a way of putting that knowledge right there over a track without it being, I guess, what so many of the young ones are afraid of and a lot of these record companies are afraid of, without it being so preachy. And I think that's what it is. I think they feel like there is no there is no space now in the marketplace for this for conscious rap. I guess they, I guess they want to say that it's gone now. That was late 80s, early 90s. But come on, man. Somebody, even NWA was conscious rap <laughs> when you think about it, man. Education never leaves, man. No. Education <laughs> never leaves, man. Music educates you. Music moves you. Music has sound waves to make your brain feel good. You can go to a club and be mad and put on a good record yep. and you'll forget yep. that you were mad. Music is education. They need, a, they need a little bit more music back into the damn schools. Maybe the kids would go yes. to school. Yes. Maybe they yeah. would go back to school. I mean, since we're doing DJing and we're learning how to mix and master, let's bring those into our community schools, man. Why why do you take things from us and then expect us to live to live for it and like, oh, it's okay. It's not okay. That's why most of our kids, man, when I went to school, I had a music class. I couldn't yeah, wait I did to too. go. Exactly. Right. I couldn't wait to go. <laughs> Two things. Go. <laughs> Two important elements are missing in schools right now, left and right. That's physical education and the arts. These are the things that brings it all together. This, these are the things that actually keep kids interested in science and in math and all these other things that they keep pounding these kids on the head over and over with all day long for eight to nine hours a day with test after test after test. Here's the thing, man. When you're physically active, come on, man. You, just like you were saying about music, you raise that vibration, man. You get your energy up. You know, you'd be able to focus a lot more. You throw music right. in the mix, man. First of all, it calms you down. It helps you relax. It helps you to focus. The two things that really will help them with the education are the two things they're taking away. So how do you expect these kids to do better in education when you take away the vehicles that actually help them build their education? It just doesn't make any damn sense. I mean, that dance you did at the chorus last month, Sincere. <laughs> Calms the savage lost. beast, man. But you know what? They connected and they were able to focus on the essence after that. Like, you know what? I can do that. I can oh, no. But you started doing that hip thrust, man. Started- you kind of lost a few people. You got to remember, that was a room full of guys, okay? <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Mike Muller and my man Sincere Hogan, man, I appreciate y'all, man, because basically all y'all doing is showing people up once again that just because you have a podcast doesn't mean that you don't reach out to your your label mates, whether he's on the same uh, circuit you are or not. But we're doing something that is totally different. Right. Uh, what we're doing is we, Mike Muller and Cecile Hogan, Ice-T and McBenzo, we are actually doing a talk show without cameras in our face. We're the same as a Johnny Carson or David Letterman, man. We have guests. We speak about social life we talk about music we talk about tv we talk about i'm not a hater but i hate shit you know why because no 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 what we're doing is the same exact thing that they're doing on any tv network right but people haven't caught on to it yet and once they do and once they do network tv gonna have a problem for late night i agree and then the more of us that do shows the better and how how did you guys get started with the podcast well me and uh me and Ice was sitting around, and um, my guy Alex was working with my guy Roger Paul mm-hmm. at um, Talent Agency, and he said, Mick, man, I'm, I'm going to do this podcast, and I really want you I said, what are you talking about, dog? I'm not going on the internet and trying to do pictures and shit. No, it's a podcast. You guys sit around and y'all talk. I'm like, talk about what, man? <laughs> oh, you and Ice, and I'm like, Ice don't want to do no shit like that. <laughs> and then when he told us how much money, I said, Ice will do it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we started, no, we, we felt like, so in order for people to hear my guy Ice-T because he's so laid back and he'd rather play a video game than go out, 
He said, you know, this is a way that a person actually can speak to me and hear my views without being on the TMZ talking about what I didn't say. Listen to what I do say. So here's an opportunity on Ice-T Final Level Podcast, just like Mike Muller and my man Sincere Hogan. You can actually hear what we talk about because this is basically a talk show where guys and girls sit around and they have conversation versus us saying what I didn't say. You can hear what we're saying now right. on a podcast. Yeah, no, I think it's a play. I mean, I, I really like your show and I like Jamie Josta's show, which I found out about from your show. And I started listening to that recently because you're, you're getting a real inside track. You feel like you're privy to some really cool conversations. I think that's one of the big appeals of podcasts is if you're authentic, if you come on a show the way all of us do and you be yourself, you're going to find that you, you, you're a magnet for a really good audience. I think the mistake a lot of people make with podcasts, especially in our industry, the fitness industry, is that they're, it's very contrived, it's very fake, and it's, it's too formal. But I well, think it's not, it's not wrestling. It's not yeah, WWE. Yeah, they, they, they try to come on <laughs> exactly. like there's a teleprompter on or something like that. Like, come on, right. just, right. just be real, man. Quit, like, quit it's not Larry King, buddy. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, well, you know, <laughs> this is why I do deadlifts and blah, man. Take that deadlift right. and stick well, it up your ass. <laughs> come on. <laughs> when we make a mistake, we make a mistake right on the air. We yeah, we do too. <laughs> but it, you know, no, no, clean it up. No, you know what? You're gonna hear the real. And if we get into a heated argument, if the mic is on, you're gonna hear. It. You don't have to be like you do our president of the United States when he's talking to somebody else, you got a mic feed on him and don't know what he said. Say, oh, you heard what he said? They're going to hear what we say. Yeah, exactly. Now, did you guys have a vision of where you're trying to go with this, or did you just, let's, say, let's just get started and, and start talking and see what happens? No, no, what we're trying to do is, I mean, you don't come out to the concerts. You can't make it to ice teas concerts. You can't make it to iced tea appearances. You can't make it on a set of law and order. So we're going to bring it to you from our point of view right here on the podcast. We're looking for at least, you know, 2.5 listeners, 2.5 million listeners to listen to our show. After that, y'all can y'all can tell your friend, don't listen no more. We get enough <laughs> friends and family. We are going to be happy to expo- expose ourselves to you guys. We gave you guys on the Ice-T Final Level Podcast. We gave you guys behind the scenes at the Rockstar Mayhem. We interviewed people from that. You was able to hear some of your favorite artists. A couple of weeks ago, we did Chris Rock before he did Saturday Night Live. Right. That, that was, was another big one. See, those are things that people are missing because when you go to the radio, they give you five or six minutes. They had to give you 10 minutes. Fuck it, give you 10 minutes of, of an interview. But they want to know, what was the last thing you ate? Uh, is your record, <laughs> record going to be bigger than the next record? Who's on your record? Uh, how many tracks you got? That's an interview. We don't interview. We yeah. sit and we talk like with Mike Muller and Sincere Hogan's doing right now. We're not doing no interview. We ask a question. We let him go ahead and rattle and talk about it. If it's something you want to say, hopefully we can see it on the internet if he lied any goddamn way, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. So, yeah, That's man. Cool. Oh, go ahead, sir. No, what I was going to say, man, uh, pretty much the, at, at what point, man, let's just go back to the, the music industry stuff really quick. When you were at, um, let's say, 103 Jams back in the day, man, at what point did you make that transition? Because people always ask me, like, how did I go from radio to working for record labels, having my own entertainment company, and then... Here I am back, you know, I went to fitness and now I'm back on the podcast. So honestly, I'm actually back here in my roots because honestly, yeah, we're, we're kicking back. We're having a conversation right now. But at the end of the day, this is just like me being back on the radio. This is this is second nature. I could do this in my sleep. I don't even have to. This is not even I don't have to put any effort into this, really, because it just comes so naturally. So how did you make that transition as well, man, going from back in the day, one of three jams to getting your own company, your own company, distribution company, managing and then finding your way right back at home again by being back on this podcast. Like, what was the transition come from 103? Well, from 103 Jams, came back to the New York area. My guy called me up. His name is Quadir. He said, yo, Mick, man, I'm doing this radio called Blackberry Soul Radio. BlackberrySoulRadio.com. I'm like, and I want you to be an air personality. I'm like, listen, dude, everybody's doing an internet show. I am not really interested in doing that. If it ain't going to be on a commercial radio where I can be heard and, you know, at least the block down the block, I don't want to do it. He says, Mick, but it's going to be a quiet storm. I'm like, wow, that's going to be crazy. I don't think I could do a quiet storm show. Now, if you listen to BlackberrySoulRadio.com from Sunday to Thursday, 11 p.m. Eastern time to 3 a.m., I am the Frankie Crocker of the radio. (laughs) I am that man. So at that point, 
being an air personality, you're able to show different <clears throat> sides of you. Right. Like, you know, on Sirius Sim with backspin, I'll be like, yo, this McBenzo, Africa band by the Cutman LG. You know what, man? We're going to play something. You know, you fast. Then when you get to the quiet storm, you get, hey, this is McBenzo. You're locked inside Zulu Beach. You know, love, baby. You know, And then I calm. When you go with the podcast, I'm definitely the instigator for Ice-T. <laughs> I get him around up at any minute. Oh, it's hilarious, man. Like, what, what are you talking about, Mick? What are you talking about, Mick? <laughs> like, Sports Illustrator magazine. <laughs> like, I like all the words you make up. You have, you have your own vocabulary there. That's my damn dictionary. Y'all gonna leave my dictionary alone. <laughs> that's not Webster's dictionary. That's McBenzo's dictionary. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's, that's one of reasons i think that's what's also missing like even we talk about the music industry and a lot of the artists out right now but that's also what's missing in radio is that there are no longer any real on air keyword here personalities you know they're just so they've had so much stripped from them that they can't really do the things like we've done where you can go and do one show and you you can be in this element and then you hop over to like a quiet storm and then you can just pretty much go to that element most of these people are just glorified button punchers now so it's like play this, uh, play this, know, turn the computer sincere, on, and uh, sincere with yeah. they hiring up, with they hiring our DJs. Yeah. And the old days they hired disc jockeys. Today they yeah. hire DJs. DJs. Right. They hiring the most famous DJ on the uh, I with say in the community. They put yeah. him on the radio, and they think that he's an announcer. See, there's <laughs> a difference in a yeah. disc jockey, a disc jockey, and a DJ. You know what I mean? A DJ is a guy who plays records. A disc jockey is like Jocko and Frankie Crocker. Frankie Crocker, yeah. You know, right, they play... Or Tom you know, Joyner or somebody like that. Right, you gotta, they play, right, they play disc and then they, they talk and they have communication with the audience. These guys have communications with themselves. Yo, it's going down. It's going to happen tomorrow Ooh. night. <laughs> Everything this sounds is, like a Monster Jam yeah, commercial. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's not air personality. That's screaming. DJ yelling over the mic. He think he's in a club. Exactly. They have no air personality. No, that's no. radios missing their personalities. Record companies are missing true A&R people. There's no, no. more A&R. Talk about There's that. There's no Talk more personality yeah i was gonna bring that up too because when we start talking about american idol and america's got talent that right there is it has to be killing the game for a and r's and what people don't understand for those that don't know about music industry speak the a and r was the person that actually went out in the streets they're the ones that connected with the dj and say hey man what's hot in your market what is everyone in houston where i'm from what's hot in houston and he's like, man, this is what's going down. You need, you need to check out, you know, little Kiki. You need to check out this guy. Oh, and then a and is like, okay, I got to take that back to New York, back to the office, back in Atlantic Records, and tell my boss about this. This is what's banging down in the South. We need to sign this cat. Let's sign him now and get him on our label. And then we can touch a market that we've been missing out on at this label. That's what they did with the A&R guy. He was the dude that was out in the streets. He was the, like a CNN reporter. He was going out and touching people. When CNN used to be an actual news channel. He, used to go out, he would go out there and touch the people. But now, now you got a million Americans watching TV and voting online, and they're playing A&R now. They're trying to tell us, like, okay. Now, trust me, back in the day, again, we would go out and say, okay, the people out in the streets would tell everybody, this is what I like. But now it's kind of hard to sit there and believe that these same people are watching TV and saying, like, yeah, this artist is what the, the, the country needs to hear. You know, it becomes a popularity contest because a lot of these artists tell their sob story and whatever else. And a lot of people vote for their stories instead of the actual talent itself. I mean, that's the reason why a lot of the number three, number four voted people on these shows, you know, they, they didn't get to be number one, but they still have a career. You have the Jennifer Hudson's who had a career. She didn't win, Amer you know, American Idol. I don't even know who won that season. But I mean, a lot of times, well, I, someone, a lot of times, even the winner doesn't really go on to have much of saying. a career. It fizzles no, because that's what those, I'm those those shows have been. There are too many of those shows. They've been going on for too long. People are immune to that system now. The people who won American Idol early on, Carrie Underwood, for example, huge Ruben, star. Ruben Stuttered. But no, who, yeah. the last several people who won, who 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 even knows I, who these no, people like, are? I, no, the the three we just mentioned, <laughs> Jennifer Hudson, who didn't win that season. You know, you got Carrie Underwood, and you got like Ruben Stuttered. We know we were we know. These names, Kelly, Clarkson, Clay Aiken, and, and, and Kelly yeah. Clarkson. We know yeah. them. Can't tell me anyone else after that. I mean, after Fantasia, whatever. That's it. Well, I mean, <laughs> nobody and the knows voice. Nobody the knows voice. I don't. I don't know anyone who won the no, voice of anyone. any season that went on to be a megastar or I any kind of star. Was, I think it was nice when they first did it. It was very. It was a shock value. It was right. cool. 
But then they just saturated it. Like that's what we actually Triple needed TV. to listen to mu- to listen to music now. Tired. They don't need them. They already obsolete because they're not doing the goddamn jobs anyway. Right. There's no artist development. Yeah, obsolete. They don't need them anyway, unless you guys are going to start doing some fucking work. This is coming from me, Mickey Benson. Yeah. Yes, who was around when hip-hop had no radio, when hip-hop had no record labels, when there was nobody signing anything of hip-hop because they didn't know what the hell it was. <laughs> Once they figured out it was a conglomerate way of making money, that's when record labels got involved. Right. Now the guys are sitting there, you'll get a DJ to become an A&R. Yeah. How the hell did that happen? <laughs> oh, we got such and such. He's a hell of a DJ. He's an A&R guy right now. You're like, give me a break, man. What do we know about music? Right. You know, you have to hire people who know who have an ear for music or at least have the compassion for music, not a compassion for a friend. These right. A&R guys today, if you don't know them, you can't get a phone call no, into you can't have a meeting. They don't come out to the club and check out your set no more. They don't do any of that unless somebody from one of the major, you know, uh, artists right now says, yo, I'm working with Bose. You need to come. Oh, I'll be there, man, because, you know, you my man. You my man. That's not music. Yeah, right. That's friendship. Right, right, right. Let, let's turn back the clock a little bit. What did you and Ice-T do early in his career to really help things blow up? I think Ice-T was so different that people wanted to know what the fuck he really was talking about and why right. he's saying these things. And then him coming from the West Coast and being embraced by real New Yorkers right. such as myself and Africa Bambada and right. Africa Islam, the Prince of Charm and Universal Zulu Nation. They said, damn, that is the first family of hip hop. That's the gang in the family. Every record from Q-Tip to Ice Cube to um, X-Clan would yell out Zulu Nation, this and that. You're like, damn, who are these guys? So right. once he got accepted in his first year, they like, wow. Ice-T got to be somebody that we have to look out for. We have to listen to him and see what he's talking about. And when he brought that realization music to you, if you listen to any of Ice-T records and you say you have, at every record, he never never said you could not get rich by hustling, but he damn told you you can die by getting rich by hustling. You understand? So he gave both sides of it. See, we were doing New York. There was a party night. Everybody right. was shaking. You know, we were partying. We were <laughs> shaking our ass, having a good time. He was breaking it down like, nah, nah, nah. This ain't happening over here, man. It ain't fun time, man. I have to tell the real for people to understand. And nobody else is doing that. None of us was doing that. So give it up to Ice-T. When we met him, within that first year, we became his best friend. And we stayed down for them. And by us being Universal Zulu Nation in mm-hmm. every city, state, and country, you had to accept it. Yeah. And that's the yeah. bottom line. Well, I think that authenticity <clears throat> is why he's had such longevity, whether it's acting, rock band, hip hop. There's a level of authenticity that people really gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Mainly now, when, when, he, when he decided to come out with Body Count, what did you think of that? Well... Basically, it wasn't no thought. It's, it's like he said in a few interviews that he had did when he went overseas and he would do his music and, and the majority overseas, I'm not being funny, y'all, they're Caucasians, okay? Uh-huh. And when he yeah. saw that those Caucasians were dancing and slamming into each other, he said, man, it's like rock, man. Why don't I just come with a fucking rock band? Why don't I just make a rock band? Maybe they yeah. like that. Yeah, but right. see, all Ice is doing is the same thing he's doing Except he's yelling harder on the beats because the music is loud. Right, right. Ice T is still showing you that rap is rock, B. Rap is rock. Rap is rock. Rock is country. Country is rap. So it's all the same thing. He's doing nothing different than rapping over loud tracks with a band that can play their ass off. Known as Body Count. No, I remember when I saw Ice T and Body Count at the 930 Club, the old 930 Club in Washington, D.C. in 1992. Did the rap set, audience loved it. Did the rock set, same exact audience, loved it. Exactly. Yeah. Because music, again, I want everybody to understand, sincere understand, music has no color. Nope. It's the sound that moves you. It's the sounds. You don't know if it's white or black. You can't tell me a black record or a white record. You might say I'm black and I'm proud because it said I'm black and I'm proud, but it was a record. 
Exactly. It was a record. And music has no color, man. And just expound on that, if you go back and look at some of the videos, look at James Brown singing I'm Black and I'm Proud, but look in the audience. He's on American Bandstand. It's a white audience. <laughs> so yeah. that right there goes to say, like, okay, <laughs> he's saying it. I'm not seeing it, but I, I hear it. But then at the same time, just that statement alone proves it. Like, okay, this is how powerful this music is. It has nothing yeah. to do with uh, it being this is this is R and B. This is this is soul. This is blues. No man, it's music. There's two types of music. There's good music and there's music that sounds like shit. And guess what? And the last part is only your opinion. <laughs> that's the thing about it, man. Because what you what I might sound, think that sounds like crap, the next person's like, no, nah, man, that's the bomb right there. So again, it becomes this universal thing. It it, it strike. It does one thing. It creates a feeling it strikes an opinion it it makes people feel a certain way and you know what you can't slap a color or anything on that you can't cat you can't marginalize that it's just like it makes somebody feel a certain way and i think what it is when you start getting all these categories or whatever that's just that's money man you got to put it in you got to marginalize it to sell it in this category which a lot of time does the music a disservice i mean it's yeah. just, just it's ridiculous yeah i listened to a record when i was a kid i don't know if white or black it said, oh, Black Betty, Bam-a-Lam. Yeah, exactly. I said, one more time, Bam-a-Lam. I said, Damn, that record's it's hot. Funky. It's funky. It was funky. <laughs> That's all I knew. <laughs> right. I'm like, yo, Bam, play. He said, man, this is a hot record here. <laughs> we played it and people danced to it. So guess what? Music has no color, man. And that's what the problem is. You try to characterize, oh, this is a black record. This is a no, it's not. It's a record. It's I mean, a record. Look, man, we got makes music. Exactly. Look, look I how see, we got fooled in the eighties. Look how we got fooled in the eighties when you hear someone like, you know, you heard Wham, you heard George Michael, and you heard Paul Young. You hear all these dudes. You're like, oh man, that, that that's a that's a cool record by that black dude. Then you saw him on MTV, like whoa. And then when you saw what, Boy, what? when you saw when we saw Boy George, we really what got George? screwed, man. We were like, wait a minute. Not only <laughs> is this dude not black, this dude is dressed like a woman. What the hell, and, man? And he's rocking, and, and he's killing it. Him. And guess what? There's not one person from th- from that generation now. If you drop a, a, a cu- any record from Culture Club, you're gonna sing it. I don't care how hard you are. <laughs> okay. Hold on, Tina Marie. Tina exactly. Marie. Oh, Tina Marie. You heard Dude, she- Fire and Desire, man. Come on. But I'm saying because music has no color, nope. man. Music has sound, <laughs> and, and when people take the sound away and try to characterize it, oh, that's Ice T make black records. Ice T don't make black records. He don't make white records. Ice T make records, and people all over every genre loves what he does, man. The kid earned his spot in this here world called United States of America. He earned it, B. Ice T earned it by himself. Nobody helped him. He done it on his own. No one ever gave him nothing, man. He earned everything he got. He earned it, man. No one never gave him nothing. Everything he did, he earned it. So in person, be like, yo, but your man, Ice-T, I'm like, listen, man, do what he did, B. Work yeah, for yeah, it, nigga. Yeah. Yeah. Get up go, and work, you. man. People don't want to hear that. People want to believe that somehow someone got a connection <laughs> oh, or someone it, opened right. a door. But like you guys said on your show, there's no, there's nothing that takes the place of hard work. That's the secret. It's hard work. And that's the one thing that book, The Secret, left out. Is that you have to work <laughs> right. your ass off. You know, they have all these different tips in there. It's like they forgot the most essential thing. That whatever you try to do that's meaningful, it's gonna be hard. Well, trust me, if they put that in the book, it would only been a one page book. <laughs> you know, that would have <laughs> yeah, been the end I of it. I can write everything, that book in, yeah, in three sentences. Exactly. <laughs> everything else would have just been BS. And that's the reason why it's been called a BS book at this point, because people realize, like, wait a minute, man, you're missing the one thing. You're still not telling me the one thing. Yeah, you got to get off your ass and make stuff happen. And you got to do you it can, consistently. You with can read a hundred books about working out. <laughs> But the guy who's gotta, never read any books about working out, who goes to the gym and figures out a few things, is going to get the results. Yeah, you can talk about diets and all that, but I tell you, somebody that's probably fitter than you and is probably eating better than you, and that's the dude that's in a an eight by ten cell. And you can sit there and get on, go around and talk about all this that. Oh, this program works. This program works. Hey, man, those dudes pretty much eating beans and rice, and they're sitting there using nothing but body weight for the most part. Yeah, they're in the yard for about an hour a day or whatever, but that's their program. And it's like well, that seven days have a week. They have additional motivation. I mean, you got out of BC coming out for <laughs> exactly. people like that. You know? Well, again. And they get a lot of rest. And they get a lot of rest. Their body, body doesn't burn the candles at both ends of the stick exactly. when you're, you're incarcerated. That's how you actually going to get healthier. We tend to burn our bodies in the daytime and at the nighttime right. and don't take any kind of rest. So physically fit, you must rest. Uh, we also, uh, Mike Muller and, and Sincere, we also have something called Male Awareness Foundation, maleawarenessfoundation.org. We, as men, 
do not, and I want to repeat, we do not go get our physicals. We do not go get our oral checked, which I do because I'm that kind of guy. We don't go and check our prostate or and see if, you know, and if something's wrong with your colon. You know why? Because we're too macho. Yeah, too so <laughs> me, I, me, I, me, Ice-T and my wife and a gentleman named Chubb Rock actually came up with a nonprofit organization, which is a nonprofit organization, Mental Awareness Foundation for men all over the world. It's not a black thing, it's a man's thing. And that's the problem too. We get caught up in this black and white situation yeah. where though, if you are in my age bracket, 54 to 55, 56 or 57, if you're in an age bracket, no one has never done anything to you. They might have done it to your ancestors. But now you have an opportunity to prove that you can do something for yourself. Stop blaming the other people right. for your mistakes and your wrongdoings. Right. Male awareness is something that goes for creed, color, age, sexual preferences. We want to help our men because their men don't help themselves. And somebody cool like Ice-T and myself, and even you, Sincere and Mike Muller, once y'all check out Male Awareness Foundation. Once you look at that, you're going to notice that we're doing something nobody else is doing. Enough, no disrespect to our women. They show it as that breast cancer. Da, 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 da. Men get breast cancer, too, if you didn't know it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's time for us to wake up. We've been misinformed, so we're going to inform y'all. We need your help with MailAwarenessFoundation.org. That's important, too. See, these are the things that we do do. Not only do we do music or do TV or do reality shows. We care about our communities, all the communities, not just mine, because every ghetto is a ghetto. My ghetto is no worse than your ghetto in Detroit. My, my ghetto is no worse than yours in Seattle. My ghetto is no worse than yours in Philly. A ghetto is a ghetto. We need to help each other and get out of that ghetto mentality though. Yeah, yeah that's well said. And we'll definitely we'll definitely get the word out about that. How did that whole thing come together? What inspired you to put that together? Yeah, see, so you brought up Chubb Rock too, man. It's another another dude from yeah. uh, uh, another legend in the game, right there too, man. And still alive and still ready to work. Yeah, all of these people that we're mentioning can still get on the microphone. Don't have to dust it off, and they can work. Mm-hmm. Give them a track, tell them what you're looking for, and watch them chew it up. They do good work. Uh, we were sitting around, and I was saying, damn, we don't have nothing for men. Yeah. Everything I see, I watch football, baseball, basketball. I see my brothers wearing the pink sneakers, the pink ribbons, the pink wrist brand. I'm like, damn, <laughs> okay, it's that breast awareness money again. It's all for the women. What about the men? Isn't it 20,000 seats at most stadiums and 18,000 of men? And then everybody's fighting for that one trophy called the Super Bowl trophy. They call it what? The Vince Lombardi Party. trophy, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, what did, what did Mr. Vince Lombardi die of, bro? So you fight him for something that you don't need. He died of colon cancer. Mm. Are y'all preaching that at the football? No. Nobody's doing that. Not in baseball, football, basketball. So it's time for us to do it. MailAwarenessFoundation.org. We care about all our men. We're trying to save your life so you can be around a lot longer, you know? So Yeah. Right. Definitely. That's man. fantastic, man. Yeah. Well, hey, we know you're a busy guy. We really appreciate you being on the show. And where can p- people find out more about the Ice-T Final Level podcast if they haven't heard it before? Ice-T Final Level.com. I-C-E. Letter T. F-I-N-A-L-L-E-V-E-L. Final Level. That's Ice-T Final Level.com. All right? And if you want to check out Mel Awareness Foundation, that's M-A-L-E-A-W-A-R-E-N-E-S-S Foundation. F O U N D. A-T-I-O-N, MailAwarenessFoundation.org. Remember this, though. If you care about yourself, then maybe somebody else care about you as well. Stop worrying about everybody else. Care about yourself, man. Yeah, it's great yeah. advice. Well, hey, we appreciate it. Love your show. I'm I'm one of the sponsors of your show, and I'll continue to do that. And so, also, yeah, you're on you're on Twitter, Mick? Yeah, I'm at, at Mick Benzo, at Mick Benzo Facebook, at Mick Benzo Twitter. You can find me or you can email us at ice and mick, ice and mick at gmail.com. Ice and mick at gmail.com. Listen, we respond to everybody. Everybody is somebody to us. I tell you that much. And we have no fans on our show. Nothing but family and friends, whichever one you choose to be. No fans, just family and friends. 
Hey, man. Fantastic, man. <clears throat> it's good going down memory lane with you, man. Like I said, didn't realize that we still had a little bit of, that we actually had a little bit of a connection there. That's what you get, man. You're trying to hide out no Wikipedia using these other names, man, than what I knew you by. <laughs> <laughs> and I keep seeing people walking behind him over there at his house, man. <laughs> yeah, I got, kids, I, got, I got children, baby, and I love them all, man. I love them crazily, man. I put my number up there so y'all got it in case y'all want me. You know what I mean? Cool. And uh, this never, this never changed. This, uh, this here never changed neither. I've been having that for about forty years, except for it went from Gmail, from AOL to Gmail. That's right. all. So. Let's end with this. What are you working on now besides the podcast? Any projects you have coming up? Yeah. Well, right now, uh, after we came off of that Rockstar Mayhem Fest, after those twenty-five cities, and then going over to Canada to do some shows in Toronto. Uh, me and Ice-T, once again, yes, me and Ice-T sat down and thought about that movie he did called The Art of Rap. Sure. Look at that great, movie. Great movie. Yeah, that documentary, my mistake, that documentary, I said to him when we did it two years ago, we got to get people paid. Because what we're giving them is good information, and a lot of people haven't seen it. But we got all these other tours out here. I think we need to put together the art of rap. And Mr. John Reese in Live Nation is going to help us put together the art of rap tour. Nice. Coming Killer. Summer, yes. And can, you, can you announce any of the artists that will be involved with nah, that? No, nah, we got 50 artists already signed. That's what wow. I can tell you. Wow. I can tell you we have 50 artists confirmed nice. for wow. the art of rap. So this is a several day event then, obviously. No, nah, this is a festival. It's going it's to oh, be killer. It's not going to be a, a, we don't want to do a concert, sir. Right. We want to do a festival <laughs> right. where you got hip hop. We're going to give you all the elements of hip hop. Break dancing, graffiti, MCing, and DJing. That's what you're going to get from the art of rap festival coming to your city soon. Yeah, it's gonna take place in the month of. It's gonna take place in the summer month, though. I ain't gonna give out the dates and all that, but you know we're gonna finalize everything. And y'all see that? That's gonna be what hip hop is. Yeah, man. Nice. We look forward cool. to that. Well, hey, man. Anytime you have something you want to get out to our audience, let us know. Anytime you have updates you want us to talk about, definitely let us know, and we'll let you know when the show is available. We'll put all the information you talked about in the show notes and get more awareness to all the great stuff you're doing. I really, really appreciate it. You guys got my email. I sent it to y'all. Y'all both should see it. So if y'all see it, yep. just email me all your true information. Don't put it over the podcast. Gotcha. They have enough. They got enough information on us right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Appreciate it. Thanks again, Mac. You have a great day. Appreciate it, man. Thank y'all for reaching out to me. And I truly appreciate y'all taking your time and interviewing me for the Mike Muller Show and Sincere Hogan. Thank y'all very much. I'm Mick Benzo. I'm about to get out of here like I stole something. I'm going to tell you once. I'm going to tell you twice. Be good! (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Mick. Okay. That was our friend Mick Benzo. And definitely check out Mick and Ice-T's podcast, Final Level Podcast, Killer Show. And also, again, Jamie Jasta's show. If if any of you who like heavy metal, hard rock, you know, I'm not even a big fan of Hatebreed, actually. That's Jamie's band. But he does a killer job on his podcast. So I definitely recommend you check it out. I've been listening to it for, for a week straight now. I go walk my dogs. I'm banging out these podcasts. Now I see why people get so excited about our show. You know, because <laughs> they're out there listening to our show when they're walking the dogs and they're driving their car. And there haven't been too many shows that I've been excited about. I like Ice-T's podcast and Mix podcast, but that comes out once every two weeks. Jamie's doing, I think, two shows a week with incredible artists. Rob Halford, White, uh, yeah. Rob Zombie, Vinnie Paul. Yeah, man. It's just it, So if you like heavy metal <clears throat> and hard rock, yeah, check see, out that show. He's a, he's a great interviewer, too. See, yeah, that's, that's a genre. See, that's, like Mike came up with the hardcore, and me, I came up with just that heavy metal Man, so now you're talking stuff I really like. Yeah, I came up. <laughs> but you, but you educated too. me a yeah. lot on punk because you know, I, like I had my one buddy that I talked about before when we had Freddie on from Madball, and yeah. you know when we talked about you know a lot of the artists from that time. You know, I, I was aware of a lot of these artists thanks to one of my buddies. He was a skater. You know, he was vegan. One of the first guys really introduced me to like being vegan and and what it really was. It really was about and the culture of that with the punk scene and all that. Yeah. 
So there was a lot that I was aware of through him. And then once I met you, a lot of stuff started coming back up again. I was like, oh, yeah, I know who that is because of that. Now, I will say, basically, my buddy, that's when I really fell in love with Bad Brains during that time, you know, when we were in college and all that. But at that time, I was listening to a lot of heavy metal. And just a lot of hard rock and things like that, man. So it wasn't too much, too much of a of a gap. And especially at the same time, I was coming up through a lot of underground hip hop at that time, which that's pretty much all hip hop was back then was underground. It wasn't commercial. So even called underground hip hop is still BS because that's that's like saying, oh, yeah. well, since this got brown skin, okay, that was obvious. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So you know, we all go through phases, right? I I, I was really into the Chromags and Judge and Madball and Agnostic Front during high school, early college. Then I went through a phase where I wasn't really keeping up with the scene, and then just recently i started getting back into it and i've been going back through all of the madball records that i yeah. missed over the years and i love their stuff man i can't get enough of it and then i've been listening to some of the newer hardcore bands like wisdom and chains are really good the lead singer looks like suge knight's hilarious <laughs> but you know they're they're good man wisdom and chains is good i've been listening to trapped under ice just some of the more contemporary bands that are coming out so it's cool man you know there's 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 still a lot of really good music out there oh yeah you just have to get away from the mainstream, the but that's but that's the way it's always been. Exactly, you got to turn off that radio, especially now, because radio is not like it was decades ago, where you actually would actually broke artists. You know, to my video channels are not the same because they actually used to play videos at one time. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know why VH1 still has the V in it or MTV yeah, has or the V MTV, in it. Come yeah, on. exactly. I don't understand. It's just a big lie. And when I see their, they, they have like the Video Music Awards, I'm like. Why are y'all giving them awards? You've never played the video. I don't even understand what you're doing right now. You're just handing out stuff. So basically, it's just a big free concert is what it is. So yeah, man. So like, well, there's a lot that, of good stuff. Why, out. No, that's why it's good to see more people take charge of getting out good information. So for example, Jamie Josta was talking about how he used to host Headbangers Ball and then yeah. they got rid of that. But it doesn't really back. matter because he has his own show now, which is way better than what he could do on Headbangers Ball exactly. with the limitations placed on him. So now you get to hear uncensored killer interviews on his show. Same thing with Ice-T and Mix podcast. Yep. If, if those guys had to do that show on MTV or VH1, I guarantee it wouldn't be anywhere near as good. So yep. you folks, what you need to do is support any podcast you listen to don't be that jerk off who just listens to every show for five years and has never done anything to support the show in any way and you know who you are it's like those people who just watch public tv all these great shows that are on public television and i remember growing up and they never make a donation no donation ever. you don't have ever. to yeah, exactly. watch it for 10 years masterpiece well, theater well, every let me tell you. sunday and they've never made a donation look i worked look man i worked on co- on community radio while I was on college radio and on community radio, you, you pretty much you you survive by pledges. You do a pledge drive like twice a year. You used to have all these people that used to love our show calling all the time, making requests all the time. Came pledge time, never saw those names again. <laughs> Somebody, it's funny, you would get pledges from people like, who is this? And they're like, oh no, I've been a long time fan, you know, fan of the show, man. And you know, I want to support you guys. And they never called or anything like that, but they came through during pledge time. And you know what? And I, I was thinking about that the other day, man. Now, yeah, we have products on both of our websites. And, you know, we have our coupon code we talk about all the time that people can get 10% off. You use the coupon code LLA. But then there's some folks that have pretty much bought all of our stuff, you know, or they're not necessarily out of testosterone booster right now, you know, but at the same time. But they still want to support the show and they're looking for other outlets out there. So, you know, I talked to Mike when I was in Vegas last month. I was like, I found a way. Because I just thought about how things were when I was in college radio and in community radio, how they would have listener support. And so I'm just like, here's the thing, man. We can still bring that to the table here. There are lots of you out there that want to support us. And so probably within by the time you hear this show, then all that will be set up in place. It'll be set up in place. So probably let's just say the next show after this one is probably when you'll hear how you can support us, you know, on an ongoing basis. And it's not going to be much. So it's not like we we know things is hard. Times are hard. It's that time of the year, like holidays and all that. So, you know, money's going left and right. So but every little bit, ha- you know, every little bit counts. And we're at that point now where we have enough downloads on a daily basis, whereas at the just at the member support like level that we'll be putting out there. Man, there's a lot of things we can do with the show with that just from the downloads we get on a daily basis. Yeah. So, and, and then things people complaining about how hard times are. We've all been through hard times. Okay. I've been through 
several periods of my life where finances were, were not great at all. But I still invested in things that I wanted to support, whether it was charities, whether it was products I bought. So my attitude yeah. is if you if you like the show, you should support the show. Find a way to support the show. We all have different product levels mm-hmm. that are inexpensive. So someone who can't afford my testosterone booster, buy my fucking kettlebell primer ebook. <laughs> it's nine bucks. And if you can't afford that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show. You should be out there getting a job or getting a second job. It's like why why are you listening to a podcast if you're that bad off, man? Get another fucking job. To my, but, yeah, uh, and if you listen at work, then well, why, why are we having this discussion? That's probably why you got fired. You, you have you a job, <laughs> so you can you can help out. Okay, so no, yeah, but, man, uh, but just yeah. use yeah use coupon code for now until we get the other things in place. Use yeah. coupon code LLA. You get ten percent off any of my nutrition supplements. By the time this episode is out, my estrogen blocker called EC for estrogen control, both men and women can take it, helps block the conversion of testosterone into estrogen, helps clear out harmful estrogens, helps women improve the progesterone to estrogen ratio, which is pivotal to getting rid of stubborn body fat. A lot of people don't lose body weight because they are estrogen dominant. So you're going to hold on to all this stubborn body fat. That's why you see more guys now who hold body fat like overweight women they've got fat asses and fat hips men i'm not talking about women okay and this is because you're estrogen dominant man so you if you're if you're even close to that you need to be on this product ec and if you want an insurance for helping mitigate all the estrogen you're exposed to it's worth being on as well. So anyway, there's going to be more information about it on my website. We're having a guest come on the show soon, a friend of mine. We're going to go through each ingredient to talk about the benefits. But that is a killer product. And again, it's it's actually not out right now as we're recording this. But I think by the time the show comes out, EC will be out. So use that coupon code LLA. Get 10% off of that. And how about with you, man? Hey, man. Go to newwarriortraining.com. Use the same coupon code. Get 10% off all my products over there. If you need some way to train no matter where you go and you want to come up with fresh ideas with that, get my DVD, physical or digital copy. If you're trying to manage your weight, I didn't say go on a diet. I'm not talking about losing weight. I'm talking about having weight management. And there's a big difference right there. So what we're doing with weight management, we're talking about sustainability, meaning you're going to keep that health and that weight under control as long as you're breathing for the most part. And that's what a diet can't teach you. A diet can only give you something that's going to work for 21 days and then it'll be done. Well, no, we're not trying to do that because guess what? When you come back with weight after doing that diet, it's going to bring about two or three of its pounds of friends with it. So it's going to be triple that. So it's always going to be this this never-ending snowball effect of up and down yo-yo dieting or whatever. So that's not what this is about. So my weight management program is a 12-week course. You go at your own pace. It'll help you get better control of your weight and you can stop doing all the stupid dieting and all that other madness. You'll actually understand how your body works and how to give it what it truly needs. So, yeah, so we got my weight management course over there. You get 10 percent off of that. And while you're doing all that, while you got, want to get your brain stimulated because you're feeling more creative because you're not feeling out of shape anymore. You want to have a little coffee. Well, hey, you can make some great coffee by using my coffee stands over there. So you can get those Sharia door coffee stands. That's over there. 10 percent off on that. And right now, working on an actual site that's going to be more coffee specific. So I know some of you guys are like, you know, I'm starting to see just from my traffic. I got a lot of people coming specifically to my site for coffee. They're probably going, wait a minute, there's a lot of fitness stuff here. (laughs) Maybe I'm in the wrong place. I just need coffee. (laughs) You know, then on the flip side of that, people coming for fitness, like, wait a minute, there's coffee here? You know, but the thing about fitness people, they love coffee. So that always works. Now, right. most coffee lovers don't like fitness. Okay, so, <laughs> right. so yeah. right. you know, they're like, all I need is my coffee. I don't have time to work out. Okay, so most most coffee lovers, which is ninety percent of the world, right? Exactly. <laughs> we we know ninety percent of the world doesn't love fitness. Yeah. Especially, we know ninety percent of America doesn't love fitness. Exactly. That's for sure. So that's why you know I'm I'm getting a site that's going to be separate from that. So it's, I'm working on that. It's almost done. Actually, by the that's time yeah, by the time you guys hear this, it'll probably be up and running at that point. So it's all it's pretty much as I'm speaking right now, almost done because I've been working on it for the past week. So yeah. So therefore, but there'll be links to that too. So, and guess what? You can use that same coupon code. Any products that would happen happen over there, it'll work over there too. So anyway, coupon code LLA, MikeMuller.com, NewWarriorChain.com, and then keep sharing the show with everyone. Make sure you, if you're not going to buy something, you can at least share a review. That'd be yeah, nice. Post a review. Yeah, post, post a review. review. That'd be and, awesome. And when you see us post a show on Twitter, retweet, retweet that. Retweet that. You know? Favorite and retweet it. Exactly. Share it on Facebook when you see it. Don't just like it. Like it does nothing for the show. Okay. That just shows us a popularity contest. Like, oh, 
200 people like that. No, we, man. I mean, we've had guests where we put up the show on Twitter and then they just like it. They don't retweet it. <laughs> yeah, they'll favorite it. And you know, and you know what we do when we see that? We delete you. You're never coming back on the show. Yeah, don't even because think about it. Because here, we're going out of our way to support you. If you're not going to help us out, guess what? Next time you want something to promote, don't call us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always funny when they do that. They'll, they'll favorite a tweet. Like, okay, how about you retweet it? It takes the same amount of time to retweet it as it is to favorite it. You know, like, so. It's like, yeah, if you're somehow embarrassed that you came on the show, fine. But you're not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We'll do your favor. We'll make sure you won't be embarrassed ever again. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Right. All right, that's, man. So that's, that's going to wrap it up for this week, folks. You know, big shouts out to Mick Menzo coming on the show, man. And, uh, hey, man, make sure you guys come back here next week. All right, people. Take care. Take care, everyone.